This is episode number 88 in my interview with Blake Martin. Welcome to Success 101 Podcast. This is Jared Warren, where my goal each episode is to bring you a new concept or idea to help you maximize your full potential. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let's kick things off. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Success 101 Podcast, and I am so excited to bring you another episode of the interview series today with my good friend, Blake Martin. And guys, you are in for a treat today. Blake has done so much in his business since the time that I first met him. He is a uh, he is a business professional, to say the least. He is a big thinker. He is a high-energy guy. That is an understat- understatement and extremely efficient in his work. I'm excited for the uh, the message that he's going to bring you today. And he works with very savvy people as a financial advisor in his business. He is a national speaker now. He's a sales coach and even would probably consider himself a mental acumen consultant. He's got a newborn son, Grayson, an awesome, awesome, way more awesome than him, wife, Dr. and Dennis Courtney Martin. And uh, he's from Texas. We couldn't keep him here, though. He moved off to Kansas but so excited to bring uh, Blake Martin here to you guys today, and I've got Blake on the line. Hey, Blake, are you there? I am. How are you? Hey, man, I am doing well. I was just giving a uh, an intro there. I don't think you heard it, but uh, just telling the guys how I'm bringing you on the podcast here today because you have done so much in your business, and I said uh, high energy is very much an understatement for <laughs> for you, and uh, hopefully at some point some of you guys will get to meet Blake, but... Um, you know, I asked you to be on my podcast today because over the years I have seen you, I guess just for lack of better words, just grow and take off. And you're speaking now and you're coaching now, and it just seems like you've changed everything in your life. And from, you know, those of us on the outside looking in, I'm just like, what is going on with this guy? And as you as you know, and as the listeners know, I I created this podcast really because I want to help people seek their maximum peak performance and maximum potential each day. And that's really why you know I have you here and over the last three or four years, uh, I think you've quadrupled your income and your business and revenue. And I just want to know how, like, how did this come about? What was the change in your life? Give us a brief rundown. Yeah. Um, so I greatly appreciate you saying those things. Uh, it means a lot to me. It really does. I've known you for quite some time and looked up to you. So it's honor for me to be able to have the opportunity to speak with you on uh, your new venture that you've been doing, that I've been listening to and I'm a fan of. Um, so for me, I individually was just really fed up, um, annoyed, almost embarrassed of my actions on a daily basis, the outcomes that I was getting. And I think a lot of people complain. I know I was complaining, but I wasn't willing to and or even understood what actions to take. Um, I think a lot of people, including myself, I didn't know my situation was as bad as it actually was. I didn't have a lot of internal uh, awareness of myself, and I didn't like my trajectory. I didn't. So I just kind of hit the bottom when it came to my capacity for myself. Again, just fed up, annoyed. My courage was low. I wasn't protective of my time. I I kind of felt like an Apple iPhone where all the apps were up, the screens were up, you know, internet was going. It just felt never-ending, a complete distraction, low control, and I had to change it. So I started working on prioritizing my time, my energy, my clarity, optimizing my efficiencies. 
little hacks here and there, technique strategies. Um, you know, I quit and worked on, on having control instead of my life just being chaos. And one day at a time, I worked from a point of being fed up and annoyed to a day where I wake up now and I'm excited, courageous. I'm greedy with my time, protective of my time like a lion. And I was just fed up. And it, it takes it takes different things to happen to each person, um, either an event or a situation or deep down, you just cannot look in the mirror anymore. And that's what sparked it for me. Tell me, Blake, I know I get a, I get a lot of feedback on this podcast, which is great because it lets me know what people want to hear and, and what's going on in their own lives. And this is the biggest thing for me. My listeners know in 2015, I hit, you know, what I would call rock bottom. And I don't say that lightly. It really was just, just the bottom for me as far as stress, anxiety. And, you know, the thing is, what I learned is all of this, if we get up with the right mental attitude every single day, all of this many times is, is preventable. And you threw out a lot of words there about just optimizing your day, maximizing your, um, your time. And, you know, some people may be listening to this going, I've tried all of that. I've tried to, I've tried coaches. I have, uh, you know, even, even when I hit the bottom, I haven't figured out how to spring back up and I'm tired and I'm burnt out. And I feel like I've tried everything under the sun. What would you say to encourage somebody that's in that state, that's waking up every day, just in a brain fog, that's waking up negative because of their experiences. They just don't know how to turn it around. But yet here's an example. You, someone that I know was absolutely at rock bottom that you did it. Tell me what you, what advice you'd give someone like that. Yeah, so I would say the goal is to get there because it could be a really long road down for some people. It could start out with, I'm upset with my current situation, and then it could go to, I don't like my current situation, and then it could be, I hate my current situation. It takes a lot for a lot of individuals to actually hit their definitive bottom, and for a lot of people, they never will because they'll become more and more comfortable with that anxiety or, or cognitive dissonance or whatever that margin is from where they want to be and they say they want to go to to where they actually are. So you have to make sure that when you begin to feel as though you're worth more, you don't lead to depression or boredom or low control. Um, it, I mean, it really can be like, like a retrovirus, you know, finding an unhealthy host, uh, your voice, if you will, in a situation and it's just destroying you from the inside. It starts with, I'm unhappy. So then you start looking for distractions. Um, you know, again, I use the iPhone as an analogy a lot. It can take you away from what's important. And what I would submit to people is to really understand that their brain, the brain's a muscle. It's the most powerful muscle, in fact. The only muscle, however, that can talk back to you. So all the other muscles you have complete control over. If you want to build your bicep or if you want to build your calves, you just go to the gym and you just work it and work it and work it, eat some protein, etc. The brain, however, speaks back to you. And whatever it tells you, you're going to believe. So for a lot of individuals, most of the time, it's not that you cannot get out of the situation or out under the situation. It's the fact that you've convinced yourself that you're not capable. And when you start to listen to the negativity that your brain produces – and again, the more fear you have or low amounts of courage or lack of confidence you have, that's going to lead to boredom, lead to depression, lead to low control in your environment. And it's, it's going to sound so loud that you can't control it. So you have to push yourself to the bottom or something has to push yourself to the bottom. 
And I, I tell a lot of individuals that I talk to and work with, you have to exercise and train your brain, just like anything else. And I hear a lot of people say, you just need to will your way through. That's not possible. You can't just will your way through a mega, mega marathon without any training. You, you have to train. You can't just will your way through the Mr. Universe competition. You have to actually train yourself. It, it just doesn't work that way. And so the brain, just like anything else, needs to repetitively be told, taught. And I like to say, fake it till you make it or lie to yourself until it is true. And some people will push back and go, I don't want to lie and I don't want to fake. Well, if you want to be successful, whatever that definition means to whatever, whatever it is to you, you have to tell yourself, I will be this. You have to have that vision. You've got to work on being a visionary individual and saying, it may just be, I want to wake up earlier. It could be something very simple. You tell yourself, you're the greatest waker-upper in the entire world. You can get this done. You can make it happen. And, and you, instead of sleeping in for 30 minutes, you sleep in for 20 and then 15 and then 10 and 5. And the reason I bring this up is you have to start with something. Too often people say, I want to change everything. That's not quite – that's not possible. You can't change everything. Um, and it's not as exciting. And we're trying to create more time in your life, more energy, more clarity. We're trying to optimize – uh, your life with more efficiency. So if you try to revolutionize everything, it's exhausting and you're going to get overwhelmed. So just start with something very small. And through that one practice, that one goal, you'll find and discover energy. And in that energetic moment, you'll have clarity. And the goal is to reproduce that over and over again, like a drug over and over and over again. That way you're winning. And that's what it's all about. The goal is to build your confidence. The goal is to decrease your fear and to have an immense amount of courage so that you can go from whatever situation you're in to get to wherever or whatever situation you're headed to. Let me ask you, whenever you hit, uh, when you hit bottom, and you don't have to go into any specific details as far as what, what that meant for you, but I'm sure you experienced the same thing that most people do, where you felt like, hey, it's just happening to me. I, I experienced so many people that say that, that you try to tell them certain things like you're mentioning, hey, the brain talks to you. You've got to figure out a way to talk back. You've got to figure out a way to get past this and, and tell yourself each day, you know, create this vision, tell yourself where you're going. So many people I talk to seem to feel like, and, and they don't come out and say it, but you can hear it in the undertones of what they're saying. They feel like they're going through it all by themselves because their situation is so different than everyone else. What would you say to motivate or encourage somebody after all the people that you've coached and the people that you've worked with who, who maybe say the same thing? What is your take on that? As far as this feeling of, oh, it's only happening to me, or maybe other people are going through certain things, but only this is happening to me. Yeah, great question. It goes back to awareness. Awareness of yourself, self-awareness. And if you live in a bubble, and you are not that great at asking for feedback, the first thing I would submit to you is to receive feedback from those that care about you. Because you're going to lie to yourself. You're gonna, because we do not want to feel pain, our body is actually genetically uh, predisposition to fight pain. So we do not want to experience the reality. So we will tell ourselves anything and everything we can to normalize or to justify whatever situation we're going through. So the first thing I would say is if you do not have a high amount of awareness of yourself and others, then ask for feedback. That way they can present your current situation. Uh, so let's say that you are that person that says, hey, I feel this way. Uh, I'm all by myself. I, I, you know, I'm so different than everybody else. If somebody's talking to me and I'm coaching them, I use logic. You go to Barnes & Noble or Amazon.com. Self-help is the number two category in those Amazons, 
and the Barnes and Nobles, and most all literature these days, it's self-help. So we have to be logical. Logically, you can't be the only one going through this if it's a multi-billion dollar industry. Uh, Facebook, one of the fastest growing areas of medium in Facebook is individuals classified as self-help. So that could be entrepreneurs trying to teach somebody how to get through something. Uh, There's more and more pages that are coming about saying how to get through things. Young individuals are going through more depression and they're actually following through and committing suicide more than any other time in history. And I don't know if that's because more people are aware, etc., or the internet. But the the point of all of these facts are you're not by yourself. The second point that you brought up that a lot of people do is I'm so different. I'm so different. I am completely different than everybody else. I have three, five, ten kids. Uh, You don't understand my situation. I'm more this. I'm more that. Again, we need to normalize through logic that there's billions of people. So that's impossible, just mathematically. The objective is to be aware and vulnerable of your situation. And if you can become vulnerable, true vulnerability, set aside your ego, true vulnerability, let your fear be known, true vulnerability through knowing that you wish to build your courage. And from there, you can acknowledge that there's a growing sector and there always has been a sector, a huge sector. So you're not by yourself because of all the self-help books. You're not the only individual that's going through this. Look at all the podcasts that you can go on and look at and read and understand and listen to everybody going through this. That's why you have this podcast. That's why I'm here. That's why I'm literally becoming an individual who speaks on this genre because you're not by yourself. And you're, you are different in your own head, but we're really not all, all that different outside. Um, so those are the points that I would tell those individuals if they were to ask me those questions. And there's so much content out there. I mean, there's so many things that I look into and read. I follow Tim Ferriss, Dave Asprey. I use YouTube. I use TED Talks, Brennan Bouchard, Tony Robbins. I love Richard Branson. I love autobiographies of very, very successful people. Um, The more successful you are, the more stuff you've gone through. Uh, Some new individuals who are kind of interesting is Frederick Eklund. I like him. Um, There's so much stuff out there psychological that you can look at. Um, The Secret. The Law of Attraction is great, uh, John C. Maxwell. So the content to help yourself and become stronger in whatever you're trying to become stronger in, whether it's your brain, low emotion, low emotional control, you want to have better usage of your time, more energy, more clarity, whatever it is, there's so much content out there. Uh, but again, if you're at the bottom, and specifically for my situation, I was just sick and tired of not being successful. I was sick and tired of not being successful. I couldn't take it anymore. My income wasn't where I wanted it to be. The belief in myself and confidence in myself wasn't where I wanted it to be. The outcome wasn't where I wanted it to be. So I had to completely scrap my ego, be extremely vulnerable and honest with myself, and quit lying to myself and saying, this is exactly where you are, and this is why you have become here. This is why you've located yourself in this proximity of where you are in life. Now... What are we going to do? And from there, I just started building on it and building on it. The energy, my energy, grew, grew, grew. People started reaching out. Hey, can, can, can you kind of help me with whatever you're, you went through? I, I noticed. Can, can you kind of help me with whatever you just went through? I've witnessed. And from there, here we are. That's great. I want to talk about the issue of uh, stress. You and I haven't talked about this at all, so we're 
you know, I don't, I don't really know what your take is on this, but I know for me last year, I've, I've always considered myself, um, how do I, I've always considered myself someone that could handle stress pretty easily. But what I was doing was I was just lying to myself. I was just bottling it all up inside and life really doesn't have to be as hard as what I was, (laughs) as what I was making it. And, uh, some of that was just, you know, a lot of stuff that was going on in my life or whatever, but really it was uh, some of the things that you're mentioning as well. But when it comes to the issue of stress, you've always been just such a high energy, high paced, you know, guy. It seems like maybe you don't get as bogged down as some people, but we're all human. So I know there's gotta be times where you're sitting there going, oh my gosh, my head hurts. I, I've got so much stress on me right now. I'm trying to perform at a max level. What do you do or what are you doing right now? Or what have you even learned? Take it any angle you want to. How do you best deal with stress from the moment your eyes wake up in the morning until you're laying your head down on the pillow? What what tips, techniques, strategies, what do you have going on right now? Yeah, so I get a lot of people asking me. I mean, I, I smile so often that people will come to me and be like, what's so funny? Here's the analogy. If you smell really good and you're super clean, people are going to say, man, you're really clean. All that means is that I shower a lot rather than the other guy who's real dirty and doesn't shower a lot. So when it comes to stress and being happy, again, it it is effort. It is a lot of effort. It is scrubbing, making sure that you're not focusing on the negativity, making sure that you're compartmentalizing your energy, you're prioritizing, making sure that you're maximizing each and every situation. It's a ton of effort. And most people, when I say things like this, they go, wait a minute, did you not hear the question? I just said I was stressed. I, don't, I, can't, I can't do all that. Are you kidding me? You just give me the complete opposite. Did you even hear what? The diagnosis is completely off. The prescription that you just gave me isn't going to work. You just told me to do a lot more stuff. So most of our stress is self-sabotage. And again, this is just my personal opinion. Most of our stress is self-sabotage. And what I mean by that is we create stuff that doesn't need to be created. We have a very small or very minimal ability to prioritize what is important. And I would submit to you and anyone else, only do things that energize you. You have to figure out what energizes you. If it doesn't energize you, say no. Because life and successful lives are created off of energy. Immediately stop and decide, am I enjoying this? Is it going to create nutrition for my family, for myself, for my soul, for whatever it is that you speak for, whatever your vision and missionary st- mission, ah, mission statement is? You have to decide that. And if you're doing things that aren't energetic, you, you quit it. Change it. Life is too short and there's too many opportunities, especially if you want to be in control and successful of your life. You can be completely bogged down with stuff. Your brain only has so much power. One of my favorite things that Martin Zuckerberg uses as an example, and he had a handful of very intelligent people. He wears the exact same thing every single day. Somebody asked him why, and he said, your brain only has so much power, so much energy. So if I'm using my power and my energy to make a decision on clothing, I now have used that energy in something that isn't going to go and change the world because he wants to change the world. To me, that clicked. This was many years ago, but that clicked. So I want to only do things that energize my life. If you're doing things that are energetic and energizing you, your stress level is going to go down. And on the, on the 
piece or the portion of your question of you seem like you have less stress or you seem like things don't weigh on you as much. No, it's just as much. I just don't display it and I have more control of it. I compartmentalize. And what I mean by compartmentalize is imagine that you have a bunch of stuff that you need to do. And imagine you have a bunch of boxes in front of you. And you can literally take the things that you have to do and you can start putting them in boxes. Put all the boxes aside. Now, you pull one box out and you put it in front of you. All you do is that. Just focus on that. Imagine the analogy of the Apple iPhone earlier. You have all these screens that are up. Why? So many distractions. You don't need to do that. You can clear them all out and you can focus on one thing. The human being, the body, the mind, the spirit, the soul wants to do so much and it's self-sabotage. So if you can compartmentalize and prioritize each and everything that you need to do, imagine going home and you're not working at all. And all you're doing is focusing on your kids. You're looking at your kids. You're looking at your wife. The phones are away. How can you do that? Because you're compartmentalizing. Because when you're at work, you're not talking to your family. You're working. And when you're in front of a client or a customer or an employee or a boss, you're completely in front of them. Because the analogy is the box is right there. Only work what's in the box. Put the box, put everything back in the box and set it aside. So through compartmentalization, you have a lot more control. You have a lot more control of your time. You have a lot more focus. And it allows for you to be substantially more energetic and allow for you to accomplish a lot more. That decreases your stress and the self-sabotage goes away. So it's all these little tiny hacks combined together. You know, you've got to be more vulnerable. You've got to decrease the ego. You have to make sure that you know what you want to accomplish and you have to seek the energy. And by combining all these things together, your stress level goes down and it just makes more sense as the days go on. Is it difficult at the beginning? Oh, it's extremely difficult because if you are of the mindset and the way in which you ask the question, when I just said all that, it sounded very overwhelming and it sounded like that's a lot. And most likely you're going to actually push back because you're going to say, this dude's nuts. He's so energetic. I can't be like him. I can't relate to him. That does not apply. And you've already shut down. And that's what I'm trying to explain to you is everybody's different, but we're all the same. We all have the same issues, but we go through them differently. The, the stress is being created. Self-sabotage is actually happening. Utilizing just a few of these tricks that I throw at you left and right as fast as I can because of the amount of time that we have and because I just told you that you should be doing less things that and more things that are energetic and less things that are. One may not even subscribe to the podcast theory because of the fact that I just told you you should be doing less things. And so if you're listening to everything that I'm telling you, it's a mixed signal. At the end, you have to understand that if you have more things in front of you that energize you and you're enjoying it and you're compartmentalizing what you're doing, you have more time, more energy, more clarity, self-sabotage goes down, optimization of anything and everything you want through efficiency occurs, you're happier. You have in excess amount of time. I know that's very difficult to comprehend, but it's very possible because I've done it. So one of the things that you said recently that really um, impressed me or made me take a pause and go, man, why, you know, why am I not thinking about things that way? I tend to hold on to um, I tend to hold on to things and create more work for myself. So pretty much the opposite of what you were just saying. And in our business, in our business, and a lot of people listening to this podcast who are in similar business of just high performance, high activity each day, no matter what field you're in, just going out grinding, trying to make it happen. You know that whole phrase is there where it's like, hey, you could stay there till midnight every night and then still say, well, I guess I'll have to get to this stuff tomorrow because I didn't get it all done. 
But what I've learned is, is that more work in a high-paced profession like many of us have, more work creates more work. So the longer you stay there, you're actually creating more work for yourself. So one of the things that Blake does, and I don't want to butcher this, I'll let you go through it, but you take half a Monday off, you take all day Fridays off, which is just mind-blowing to me because I always maybe it's a control issue for me. I feel like I need to be there a little bit longer and make sure everything's going okay. But you said a comment to me the other day. You said, during my time when I am off, I'm trying to do anything that I can. And I'll, again, I'll let you fill this in because I may butcher it. You said, I'm trying to do anything that I can to not keep my mind on work and to rest my brain. So you mentioned, um, you mentioned exercising. You mentioned meditation. You mentioned just just whatever you're trying to do to clear your brain. And so I think that's those sort of things are what our listeners want to hear as well. Just when the stress comes on, what are things I can build into my schedule? What are things I can build into my life? And for the guy that thinks there's no way I could take a Friday off, again, thinking I'm different. I'm different than you, so I'm already pushing back. But there's no way I could take a Friday off. It wouldn't work in my business. Speak into that a little bit of what, number one, what you do during that time off to get out of the brain fog or the stress and re, re you know, rejuvenate yourself, but then also what would you tell someone that just feels like they can't let go and take more time out of their calendar for them themselves and to, you know, recharge? Yeah, no, I mean, that's what most people seek me out for. Rather, you're a banker, a real estate guy, an entrepreneur, a sales guy, finance, non-finance, a business owner, an entrepreneur. Most of the time, people are reaching out to me because of the fact that I I do a lot of coaching on optimization efficiencies and a lot of my talks are on prioritization and compartmentalization. So the the isation guy, uh, somebody told me the other day, you're the isation guy. If it started with my MBA program, in my MBA program 10 years ago, there was a huge study on taking people from five days a week to four days a week and from four days a week to three and a half days a week. And they're trying to find this optimization period. It goes back to Mark Zuckerberg. The brain has so much energy and so much ability. If you are not giving it 100% from when you clock in to when you clock out, 100% focused, I'm I'm talking very optimum 100%, 100 miles an hour, 100 miles an hour is the the fastest that you can run, top peak performing, flow state. If you're not, then you have to find that point where now you're at 90. Okay, that's okay. I can perform well. Now you're at 80%. That's okay. I can perform well. Now I'm at 70%. Okay, I could continue to perform well, but I choose not to because it's not my maximum performance. There's a difference. You can have low quality input and you're going to have low quality output, or you can have extremely high quality input. And you're going to have extremely high quality output. So I have found with me that I can do a significant more amount of work, high quality, extremely high quality, high energetic, nutritious, efficient work for a very small period of time. And for me, that's three days straight, three days straight, literally like barely even sleeping, maybe four hours of sleep those three days. And that's Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. For me on Mondays, I prepare for my week, rather it's coaching clients, I have a couple of different uh, venues and a couple of different ventures and businesses, whether it's coaching, rather it's teaching, rather it's speaking, rather it's being a financial advisor. The goal is to make sure that I prioritize what is the most important that week. When will I have the most energy? What is my flow? Where is it that I have peak performance? And then when will I fall off? 
and I give it 110% in that time. Now, the half of the Monday is for getting ready, getting ready for the week. So I need to make sure that I feel good, that I'm utilizing my calendar properly. I go to yoga. I use yoga because it just feels amazing. I do hyperbaric chambers. I do floating. I walk. I randomly just go wherever I want. The goal is for half a day to do anything and everything that has nothing to do with work. Nothing. I'm in the, in the business of the stock market. I'm in the business of people. I'm in the business of finance. And so I need to make sure that none of that's anywhere near me for half the day. Then I go all out. 100%. Now, I had to find through my own personal metrics what I could and couldn't do. Thursday, about 4, 5, 6-ish, I'm done. I'm done working. And I'm exhausted. I'm completely drained. I have nothing left because I've given 100% of peak performance. Literally all I have for a small period of time. Friday comes and I'm mush. I am literally mush. Because I gave so much strategically the three days prior. And on Fridays, I just hang out, literally. And people, it's mind-blowing the questions that I get. What, what do you do on Fridays? And I can't tell you how much I cherish Fridays. Because, well, one, most professions, dentists, surgeons, attorneys, a lot of professionals, uh, they don't work Fridays. And because studies show that working four days a week, you can get more done and you have higher quality energy. Anybody can argue I can work seven days straight. Anybody can argue that. But what's the quality of the input and what's the quality of the output? I have a goal to give 110% to anyone and everyone. And you can hear it in this podcast. Like my 110% is 1,000% to most people. I give 110% to whomever's in front of me, a client, a customer, a friend, a family member, or myself. If I don't have the energy to do that, then I do not wish to give you any of my time because it's not fair to you. So that's where I decided that I needed to start making sure that I carve off some time here and carve off some time here. So I have optimization during that time. This goes back to what we were saying earlier, self-sabotage. You can convince yourself of anything. But you can easily, easily, through my help and anybody else's help that works on this, get a lot more done in a lot less time. You will be happier. You will be more satisfied. Your family will be happier. Your family will be more satisfied. It, you, again, you have to be vulnerable. You have to increase your confidence and decrease your fear. Because in the end, you're going to have more control, less depression, less boredom. And you will love the energy that you're receiving. You really will. So we're getting here to a time that we need to start wrapping it up, but I can't, I can't let this go without asking. And we're going to go out on a little bit of a limb here for some of our, maybe for some of our listeners. So I was blown away this past year, again, just dealing with fatigue, dealing with, again, the self-sabotage, things that I was putting on myself, all the things that you've mentioned. And I got to a point where, you know, optimism to me was always pie in the sky. If you believe it, it can happen. Well, maybe not. Or if you just speak it over yourself, it's always going to happen. Well, I don't know. Maybe not. There, <laughs> there are some laws of physics here. I can't just, you know, go to the moon tomorrow just because I say I want to. Um, but that's, that's always what optimism was to me. And it was really hard. I actually put a Heisman, you know, I put the Heisman on it and said, that's not me. And I was very pessimistic, very negative, didn't realize it at all. 
And I just got tired. I got tired of living that way. I got tired of waking up that way every morning. And I decided to be different. And what I found was functional optimism, which says, hey, man, the world is really hard. The world really stinks. But we have so much to be grateful for. We have so much around us. Okay. So I start looking into, um, you know, I just start reading into things that are going to help me do that during the day. And so I, I start learning more about deep breathing. And I'm like, okay, you know, what is this? It's amazing the research that I read on deep breathing and what breathing does to your, just your, your building your energy levels, decreasing your stress. I mean, it's incredible. I've told my listeners before, go Google Fortune 500 CEOs who breathe deeply. There's tons of articles on that out there and lots of research behind that. I also talked to a few people who had had some sports injuries, older guys that I knew that I really respected who had said they had gotten into yoga. I'm like, oh my gosh, what, like, what's happened to this person? We lost them, right? And and so I start, okay, I'm up for anything. I start reading about yoga. And I did a podcast on breathing and stretching. And it has one of the fewest downloads of any of the recordings that I've done. And I know it's because when people read the phrase breathing and stretching, they go, eh, I don't know what that is. Uh, move on. And if they really knew what was in there, if they really knew what I was talking about, and I'd encourage everybody listening to this to go hear it, you you would want to be all over it just like I am now. And so, Blake, I want to hear from you just as we get ready to wrap up here, whether it's deep breathing, whether it's yoga stretching, whatever, you know, stuff that I used to think was just like fruit loop, whatever, like that's what weird people go do, whatever. Like I am so, I am so on it now because it just, it allows me to just de-stress during the day or, you know, early in the mornings when I try to get a lot of that in. But tell us, I know I'm packing a lot into this question here, but tell us as we get ready to wrap up here, just some of those, you mentioned the word hacks earlier, Dave Asprey, he talks about biohacking his brain all the time, he's biohacking his body. What are some hacks that you're using right now along those lines to help you stay in this optimum flow, this optimum energy state that you're in, that you are just crushing it during the time that you're on, and then the time you're off, you're, again, you're just recharging into uh, into so much. What do you, what do you working with each day that's, that's happening well or working well for you? So one of the things that I would submit to your viewers and to yourself that I had to understand is anytime my brain said things like, who would do that? Why would you do that? Why would anybody do that? That should be a red flag that you should look into it. Anybody who's successful, I'm not talking about a crazy homeless guy walking down the street. Anytime that there's a successful person who does something, and you can literally witness it and go, what is that guy thinking? You should immediately stop what you're doing and figure it out. Because if we only do what we know, we'll never get anywhere. Because we don't know anything. There's so much out there that we don't know and we judge it. That's why I hope that the one thing anybody gets from this is be vulnerable. And I mean real vulnerable. I mean let people really know how you feel. I mean understand that deep down you can get help, whatever it is. It doesn't, I mean, it doesn't have to be severe. It doesn't have to be serious. I can't wake up on time. Okay, you've got a problem. Be vulnerable and get help. So I have a lot of stuff. I, I love Tim Ferriss. Uh, Four-hour work week is his first thing I got turned on to. And one of the things that I've uh, – many, 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 many things I've learned from him is efficiencies, automation, being able to come up with an idea and a strategy, teach it to someone else and or automate it. Dave Asprey, I'm, I'm a bulletproof 
big time bulletproof guy. You know, I subscribe to him and listen to him and watch him and follow him. Um, so there's a lot of things that he does that I love. I use YouTube and TED Talks to find out what smarter people than I are doing. One of my favorite sayings is when it comes to really smart people is be a, become a zombie and eat someone else smarter's brain. And people are like, what? That's how it, that, I mean, that's really, it's really, that's what you got to do. You don't have to figure things out. Just take the other person who already knows it. It's information where the key to success, anyone who could read would all of a sudden be a billionaire. That's the difference between knowing and doing. I love utilizing my days off through yoga because yoga is an amazing relaxer. It really is allowing you to take that brain and turn it off. It's so difficult in today's time to turn your brain off. I did a breathing treatment. I call them breathing treatments right before this call. Um, I always do breathing treatments because it, it allows for you to get control. If your heart beats going, if you're getting, if your brain, if you're just not really that emotionally strong, you have low EQ, emotional intelligence, breathing allows for you to stabilize and take control. Before any talk, I do breathing treatments. Or usually when I come home, I do a breathing treatment all the way through my drive. I don't, it's on Wichita, Kansas, so the drive isn't that long. Um, I'd pass out at the will if I was doing that in Dallas. Um, there's just... There's so much information out there. One of another favorite saying that I that I hear all the time is Wait, I don't want and, you to I don't want you to skip too far past that. Just tell you don't have to go into too much detail just for sake of time, but just when somebody hears that, they're like, breathing treatment, what's this guy talking about? Just very quick summary, what what do you mean there? So I will it's it's a it's a form of quick hacking meditation. I take and calm down. I actually have a therapy chair in my office. So people are like, Whoa, what's going on here? And, and I'll actually show them. But I close my eyes, I relax. No, I do not close my eyes while I'm driving. I close my eyes and I relax, and I take an enormous breath in, hold, and then slowly out. I try to put a bigger breath in, hold, and out. The goal is to take control of your thoughts and take control of your biochemistry that's going on within your body that you're losing control of. So I feel stressed. Well, if I do a breathing treatment, there's no such thing as a breathing treatment. This is what I call it. There's a million different ways to do it. You can think about things. You cannot think about things. You can this much in oxygen in, this much oxygen out. But 100% of the time it makes me feel better. 100% of the time it makes me relaxed. And it's sometimes it's ridiculous. I'll do it 25 times a day. Not kidding. Um, and I am much more successful, much more relaxed. And I'm able to get back to that optimization that I work on. I'm able to get that time and that energy and that clarity much, much quicker. Does that answer the question? Yeah, absolutely. So with me, I am working on anything and everything that I can to become a better person in any and every way. It, it, it's, it's putting aside my ego, my false ego that would hold most people back, knowing that I can achieve anything and experimenting on all these little things. This, I mean, these days, this is my hobby, is to learn through others what they're doing and then implement that into my body, into my life. Uh, because time is non-refundable resource. So I don't want to have to figure it out. I want to go to somebody else who already knows it. Another thing is proximity is the key to life. So whoever you surround yourself with and whatever you listen to, that's where you're going to go. So you have to make sure that you're skipping the people who say they're successful and only listen to the people who really are successful. And so I use any and all these things that I can. 
Again, I have done a lot of weird things. I have done hypnotization. I have done acupuncture. I have a cognitive med brain coach that I work with. I have a personal coach. I have a life coach. I have a therapist. I have all these people that I work with because I don't want to figure it out on my own. That takes too long. That's an amateur. That's a rookie's move. Super successful people, hedge funds, venture capitalists, bring in somebody who's done 20 companies and failed and been successful. They don't figure it out on their own. That's the problem to life is you have to be vulnerable enough to, to put your fear away and understand that you can't get this done on your own. An amateur, a rookie says, I've heard that before. A master says, ah, thank you for reminding me of that again. You have to make sure that as you're going through life, I would submit to you that you can have a lot more time if you increase your energy. Through increasing your energy, you will have more clarity and you can optimize your experiences in life, and you become extremely more efficient. And if there's anything here today that you heard that you want to know more about, push through this podcast through Jared, and then I can answer some of those questions if it's necessary. But I hope, just like for you and anyone else, that you can be vulnerable and know that you're not all by yourself, and you're not all that different. Increase your awareness. Hopefully, you can decrease your stress and, and stop the self-sabotage. Because at the end of the day, the goal is to have more confidence, less fear, and more courage. And I promise you will have more energy and you will love life. That's the goal. That's when it becomes fun. That's where the energy lives. Yeah, and I think the real key, too, is just to, you know, there's some people listening to this that maybe have not, you know, they're like, man, I don't need to do all that stuff because I haven't, you know, I'd be open to it if I'd hit rock bottom, but it, I kind of... I kind of handle myself well every day. I don't need a therapy chair. I don't need, like, sounds like this guy, maybe and Jared, were pretty, you know, pretty down in the dumps and they needed all this stuff. I don't need that stuff. My my thing that I say over and over is you will eventually get there. If if you're truly performing the way you want to perform each day, it, it just happens. It's our society. It's our, I've, I've talked before about just people in the colonial period, how they valued work, how they wrote about work. It was just such an honor to be able to go out and work each day. But their work was not the work that we have today. Our bodies, our brains haven't evolved to what society puts on us today and just the go, 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 screens in your face all the time. And I I, I felt like, the, I would have felt like if you'd done this talk for me or, or if I'd heard this talk, I don't know, even three years ago, I would have thought, man, that is a talk for like really weak people, like people who just can't even wake up and be an adult each day and just go freaking work and muscle it through like weak people. And yeah, I don't think that way anymore because I just, I'm, you, you can only muscle it through for so long before you just get broken down. And so I think the key to all this is to stop it before you get there because you, you will be there and it may happen to you in your thirties. It may happen in your forties. I know a lot of people it happens during their 50. It's just this slow, gradual burn, and all of a sudden they hit the wall. But it's a longer, it's a longer period. So, so can I have a quick rebuttal? Yep. So that would be like somebody saying, "I th that internet is ridiculous. I'm going to go to the library and I'm going to figure it out on my own. That that internet that is that is preposterous. Who uses the internet? That's crazy. I'm just going to go over here to the library. I'm going to go look it up in the reference card and." What, what I just heard from you is, is almost a, a totally different podcast, but it's, it's people who have decided to be freaked out because they're average. 
because they, they feel as though they don't need anything. The most successful people in the world have more weird techniques and tricks and hacks and assistants and 10 therapists and 100 people that are working for them and the water has to be a certain temperature and the color of the room has to be a certain way and the mood has to be a certain way. People in the room have to face a different way. An average person hears that and says, whoa, freak. I specifically just said earlier, if you know for a fact that you just hear and witness and felt something that was really weird and odd and it's from a successful person, you need to do the opposite because there's too many people in America that are average because they have decided themselves that they know what they need more than anybody else. And that's the problem. Mediocrity is it's drowning us. And again, this is a different different bullet point, but this is what can happen in life. You can be better than whatever you think you are. And I'm not saying you have to hit bottom. I'm saying if you want to be better than you, wherever you are now, you have to add substance of all the things that I do. Maybe one works, maybe none of them work, but in order to take it to the next level, you have to add a lot of substance because the library through reference cards was where one person received their information now the internet, through billions and billions and billions of links, is where someone gets their information. The average and mediocrity said, that thing's crazy. That thing's the devil. That's the point. That's awesome, man. Well, we're going to wrap up our time here. Thanks so much for uh, your time. I've got one last question for you here. If there was one, I guess if there was one hack, if we're going to go with, if we're going to go with that word, one hack that someone, just starting tomorrow, you know, they're, they're going to, they're going to hear this. You know, I'm going to throw this out early in the morning. I think most of my listeners log in early in the morning, whenever I post this, probably on their drive in or when they're getting their coffee, doing whatever, they're going to be hearing this information early tomorrow morning, seven o'clock, six thirty, six o'clock for some people. And they're, they may be listening to this thinking the opposite of what I said a second ago, where they're going, you know what? I'm so glad I heard this because I don't know what I need to do, but I've got to be more vulnerable. I've got to start building more things into my life. What is a what is a quick just no brainer hack that you would say people could start doing tomorrow that would change their direction completely? Just something simple and easy that maybe they've never thought of that could completely change their mindset, complete change their negativity, change their energy for the good. What is something that could be the first step? Yeah, two things, to a to-do list, so compartmentalization. Put a to-do list together of what you actually want to accomplish, not what you have to accomplish, but what you want to accomplish. And if that is presented to you, uh, uh, this is back to the energy. Only say yes to things that energize you. So if this isn't on your to-do list, you shouldn't do it. If this doesn't energize you, you shouldn't do it. Take control of your life. If you have a really strong to-do list, don't do anything. If, it, if somebody walks up to you in the hallway, don't even make eye contact with them. Like, that person's not on my to-do list. You're not. Let me check the to-do list. It's like a, a getting into a, a club. Well, nope, you're not on my to-do list. Keep walking. People take so much of your time away from you, and you only have so much time. Remember, time is a precious commodity and a non-refundable resource. If you have a to-do list and you stick to your to-do list, it could be 40 pages long, it could be one page long, and you implement into that a lot more no's, no, 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 not going to do it, not going to do it, and you add a lot more yeses, what energizes you, I promise you, just a strong to-do list that you stick with, don't do anything that's, on the to-do, that's not on the to-do list, say no more, and only say yes to what gets you energized. By the end of the day, when you go to sleep, you will be very satisfied with what you did that day. That's great. Well, man, thanks so much for your time. I know our listeners are going to uh, are going to really enjoy this, and uh, I'll have it posted up tomorrow morning. So, 
as Blake said, if you have any thoughts, questions, you can come through me and, uh, and access, you know, him. We'll figure out a way to get some other questions answered because I know I get a lot of comments after each podcast of people wanting to know things and, uh, would love to answer those for you guys. And, uh, Blake, thanks so much for your time. Tell your wife, we appreciate, uh, <laughs> with a newborn baby or, or semi newborn baby taking your time away, but, uh, thanks so much for all that. And I'm sure people got a ton of benefit out of it. So guys, just keep listening in to the podcast here and, uh, give me your comments. I'd love to hear how you're using some of these strategies and techniques and uh, go out and rock it every day. Have a great day and just get the self-sabotage away because you really don't need to have it in your life and it's not going to help any of us. Thanks so much, guys, for your time.